Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Welcome, welcome. I am here with Grace Smith and Grace is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author and founder of and owner of Grace, the world's number one provider of hypnotherapy education products and services, including the Grace app. And I will tell you, I have had some personal experience that I will share, um, but with using the hypnosis that Grace does, it's been really incredible and not for business growth, but today we're going to talk about how you could use it to grow your business. Um, She surpassed the revenue and growth requirements to make the Inc. 5000 list uh, of fastest growing companies in 2020 and is in an exciting leadership position within the rapidly growing multi-trillion dollar health and wellness industries. And she's officially the 46th fastest growing company in Florida out of the Inc. 5000 in 2020. Okay, I'm almost there. There's so much good stuff. I have to tell you a few more things. Okay, this is cool. Her work has been featured in BBC News, The Atlantic, US News, World Report, Entrepreneur, Glamour, BuzzFeed, Bustle. Okay, a lot of these cool things. But Mm -hmm. even cooler, I think that you've been on Dr. Oz and I did see that show. Okay, Dr. Oz, I think I pulled that up like early on when we first met. Um, And one of her shows went viral. I mean, there's just so much here. But really awesome. Did I miss any huge things that uh, keynote talks and all these things, Procter and Gamble, the work Procter and Gamble. I mean, now (laughs) we're talking industry. Exactly. Tell us Grace, a little bit about you and, and how you do this amazing hypnosis stuff to help people with their businesses and with many other things besides businesses. Definitely. And thank you so much for having me. So yeah, this is really fun for me because normally when I'm being interviewed, we're talking specifically and only about hypnosis, what it is, why it works, how it works. And I love that. And we're going to get into that, but I'm very rarely asked about my role as a founder, female entrepreneur, you know, the fact that I own a rapidly growing business myself. So it's really fun that we're going to get to talk about something that is just as much a part of my life as hypnosis is, which is, you know, business. 
Um, and so how can hypnosis help? Well, hypnosis all is forget what you've seen in Hollywood, forget what you've seen in the stage shows. And I can break down why Hollywood makes it look the way it does, why the stage shows do what they do, but none of it's real. All it really is, is meditation with a goal. And what I mean by that is it helps you directly access what is called the theta brainwave state. So right now, Robin and I are conversing at what's called the beta brainwave state, which is normal waking consciousness. We're just having a conversation. We are fully online. It's where we also experience stress, right? The conscious waking state is where we experience stress. And most people are more stressed than ever before. And stress is on the rise. And when we are stressed out, we are in our least adaptive state. We are in our least malleable state, which means we're in um, a position where we can take in no new information and create nothing better for ourselves. So when we go, oh, I'm horrible. Yes, exactly. The the, the awakeness of our lives every day, day in and day out. Exactly. So to put it another way, think about for those of you who drive, which is probably just about everybody listening. um, When you first learned how to drive and you're at 10 and two and you're white knuckling it and you're trying to look in the rearview mirror and you're trying to change lanes and you know your parent or the person who's grading your test is like telling you to press on the brake it's energetically expensive to learn something new it feels like that for your brain to learn something new it is incredibly energetically expensive and then a couple of weeks later once you've been driving for a while you can do it with one hand on the wheel while singing out loud to your favorite song you're not even thinking about it it has become rote It has become automatic. Once something has become rote and automatic, it is no longer expensive for your brain to do it. So when we're in the stress state, when we're in fight, flight, freeze, survival mode, to create something new would require a tremendous amount of energy. So for example, to quit smoking or stop eating chocolate or stop snapping at your kids when you're exhausted would be very energetically expensive to do if you're used to doing the opposite. And so what hypnosis does is it takes us from the beta brainwave state down into theta, which is a deep meditative state, but it's not sleep. We're not offline. We're not unconscious like we are in sleep. We are online. We are conscious like we are in meditation. If the fire alarm went off, you'd open your eyes and exit the building. You know where you are and you know what's happening. But because you're so deeply relaxed, you have the surplus energy required to create new neurological links in your brain a hundred times faster. And so whether you are rewiring how you feel at work when you have to present to the board or whether you're overcoming your fear of flying, you do so from the theta brainwave state to do it effectively, efficiently, in a non-invasive and incredibly empowering way. So when I found out that that existed, I made it my life's work to make it mainstream. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's very that's so funny that you that you're explaining it this way. I mean, not not hilarious funny, but interesting because I've used hypnosis, obviously your hypnosis to get incredible results and and also guided meditation which, you know, when you say um theta state, right? There's a lot of meditations like I listen to Kelly Howell sometimes and she's like you know, it's okay if you fall asleep. I, maybe you don't believe that, but I don't know if some of the stuff is like, it's okay if you fall asleep because the brain waves are going to, you know, kind of do their work behind the scenes. And when I first started meditating years ago, when I was actually trying to get pregnant for the first time, when we did IVF after five years of trying to get pregnant, and then I started to use this meditation and I was just listening like every night 
And to the sleep, I, I called it sleepitating because I would just, I don't know why that's not a coin term. It's not, right? It it's should great. be. I, so you, so you might want to get the trademark that. for that. Yeah, actually, trade, okay, I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't broadcast this yet. Um, but yeah, so I'd sleepitate. So I'd just go to sleep and I'd listen to this like all night going through my my brain, either about, basically it was just this, um, I forget what it's called. Um, I'll, I'll think of it. But anyway, this this mindfulness kind of type of meditation And it really, really helped me a lot. Like just, I don't, that didn't really help me get pregnant, but it helped me just not stress about things. And then, you know, also helped me fall asleep. So I loved sleepitating because I'd committed to meditating every day. And if I I had like, the only way I can get myself to do anything is if I have a consequence to not do it. And it sounds weird for a motivated person, but I'm like, okay, I'm not doing the thing I need to do. And I needed to take care of myself. This was, this was actually, um, I don't know if you know this story. I'll tell you this quick story, actually, because I don't even know if you know this story, Grace. It might. But when I was going through IVF, um, and this was we we went through IVF, which you probably know in 2015, and then in 2000, like for years, we wait, it didn't work, and so we we waited, and then we went through again in 2017, and the day before my retrieval, do you know this story? I don't think you even know this story. No. The day before my retrieval, um, after doing, you know, multiple rounds of trying to get the eggs ready, you know, which is like, you know, finally they're at a point where you can extract the eggs. And I was talking to someone on my team and I was walking down the stairs, holding my phone and looking at something actually right after I spoke to her and I was wearing socks and I fell down the stairs. It was like, <laughs> and I hit my head on the back of the stairs and literally cracked my head open. literally drip. I mean, people say literally all the time, but it actually did break open blood dripping down my face and onto the floor. And I'm like shaking. My husband runs over. Thank God he was in the house. And as blood's dripping down, he's like, just apply pressure, you know, put, put, put your hands behind your head. And I'm holding my hands behind my head. And I'm like, honey, like, no, like the retrievals tomorrow. We can't, we can't miss this. Like, I can't do this. And he was like, it's going to be fine. It's okay. It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And I was so scared. I wasn't going to be able to do the retrieval. And it was this whole thing. I usually, you know, when I tell this story, I'm like bawling by the time, but I'm kind of just given the fast version, but um, it was so scary. And eventually um, that night we're about to go to bed and we'd called his mom and his mom's a nurse. And she, you know, saw it with the photo or something. And she's like, Oh, heads bleed a lot. It's probably fine. And then later he took another picture and sent it to her at like 11 o'clock, right. When we went to bed, we went to sleep two minutes later, he turns on light goes, we have to go to the hospital and get stitches. My mom said, it's actually looking worse. So then I went to the hospital, got stitches and staples and all these things. Then luckily I never lost consciousness. And so the next morning I was able to, um, do the retrieval and then, you know, found out like whatever it was, but by the time we do the transfer and all that, probably a couple months later that we were pregnant and we did have math. Um, so that was amazing. But in that interim, actually my clients came up to me and they were like, my client said to me, after I fell down the stairs, I kept going, kept going, kept going, like work hard, work hard, work hard. You know, it's like, I didn't learn my lesson because I survived it. Right. And so I was like, Oh, I'm going to be okay. And I kept working hard, kept working hard. And even my clients came up to me and they're like, Robin, you need self-care. Like you need to take care of yourself. You need to slow down. I think this was before the transfer, like before we put the, the eggs in the sperm back in my body kind of thing. And, um, so I promised them, I said, okay, if I don't, I will meditate at least three times a week that at least I know will calm me down, you know? And if I don't, that, and then they said to me, they said, well, Robin, if you don't, you owe us $5,000 each. And I was like, what? You <laughs> <laughs> were taking my own advice. Cause like, no, if you I don't, I have, well. to, yeah, I have to have a consequence. Otherwise I won't do it. So they learned that from me and they used it against me. And I'm like, fine, because I know I will do it. 
So that's how I got into sleep attaining because I was like, okay, I have to meditate because if I don't, I owe them each five grand and I don't really want to pay that. And so I started meditating, sleep attaining every night. And then I just did it for like months and months and months, but I was pregnant, you know, and then kept going. I think I did it for over a year, like every single night listening to this meditation again and again and again. And it, and then I would like, like one of the things in the meditation, she's like, you know, these thoughts will become your own, you know? And then I'd like be thinking something and I'm like, those are totally the thoughts from that meditation. Like, that's not my own now. Like, I know, like, I am, like at the end, it's like, I am God. And I'm like, I am God. I am a piece of God. Like I'm a part of God. And before, you know, I'm jumping off of rooftops and flying. No, no it wasn't that crazy, but it was really, really helpful for me. And then, you know, obviously when we met, we had that other challenge, Well, I'll, I'll pause for a second, but I think the nice thing about that I like about hypnosis is that it's easy because everyone who tries meditation at first has trouble with it. This whole like quieting your mind seems really, really difficult. And I still, after meditating for quite some time and doing a lot, you know, the hypnosis that you've given me and things like that, I I never got to a point where I can really quiet my mind, you know? So it sounds like with hypnosis, a big distinction there is that you don't really have to, you kind of let the work do it for you. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so when you go from theta into Delta, Delta is sleep. And obviously our subconscious minds are alive and well, when we're sleeping, that's what dreams are. And so you're absolutely right in that you can get the inputs, whether you're in theta or whether you're in Delta, which is sleep, but in a hypnotherapy session where you're working with a private hypnotherapist, like, you know, one of the ones on our team, we offer hundreds of sessions every single week globally over zoom if you're in Delta, if you're asleep, you're not going to be giving feedback. The other downside to when you're in sleep is you're not going to consciously remember what's being said. So even if you're listening to our app, you know, most people like to listen to it from theta. So they know what it's saying. And then once they know what it's saying and they love it and they're like, Oh, this is the best ever. I definitely want this in my subconscious. Then absolutely listen to it, fall asleep. So there's no downside to listening to it in sleep other than you can't participate and you won't remember it. Right, right. Um, so yeah, and just to share before we go into like how we can use this for business growth so we don't leave them hanging. But um, when I met Grace, it, we were at a mastermind together. We were both wearing a jumpsuit, which was like, oh, cute. You're cute. I'm cute. We're cute together. Um, she's cuter, but you, you know, you get the gist. And uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody has their opinion. So, um, but we just connected and then we were, we had one, of uh, you know, one kid around the same time, you know, my son, who's four your it's, it's your Patrick son four. as well. Right. Patrick's mm-hmm. also four. And then, um, we, at that time, like we decided when we just met, like we decided we wanted to get pregnant again, me and my husband, not me and grace. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, we were talking about it and you're like, oh, well we have this hypnosis. I'm like, awesome. Because I'm, I'm already into that anyway. And I'll do anything I can to try to ideally not go through IVF again. And also, um, to increase the chances because now I'm, you know, two years older than I was when I went through IVF and the chances were pretty low at that stage. And we were lucky enough and blessed enough to get Maverick. Um, and so I started listening to your meditation every single night. Also did acupuncture also was, you know, working on my diet also was going to the chiropractor. So it was definitely a combination. Um, but we had such a miracle. I mean, it was only, I think within two months that we got pregnant naturally naturally. And that was such a blessing. And so, and then you also had a baby, like right around the same time is your, is, is it your daughter now? She's almost yep. two or she's two. Yeah. Aurora is like a little bit over a year and a half. Okay. So our daughter's turning to on Saturday. So oh. it was, we're about, you know, we have about the same, but it really is miraculous. It really is incredible what you're doing and I love it. And I always want to see, well, how, if I can do that in one way, like I, you know, with your help, um, then how can we use that for business growth and not just business growth for the sake of growing, but business growth for the sake of, tra- you know, transformation and making a bigger impact. 
And I know one of the things like that also I think is aligned with the law of attraction that I remember specifically in those hypnosis, um, different tracks that I was listening to for the fertility stuff was that you, you really were talking about not fighting it, you know, and like, it's okay if you have to go through IVF and it's okay if this comes up and this is not even saying that you're not going to have to go through it, but there was this real acceptance and this lack of resistance towards it. And I really feel like that's one of the main reasons we got pregnant naturally is like, I went to the IVF doctor, like they told me my chances were low. And I was like, you know what, we're going to do it anyway, if we need to. And, but I also at the same time was really trying to manifest getting pregnant and it was just, oh my God, that's that when I found out I was pregnant, actually, oh my God, dropped down to my knees and like, was like in so much forget or, or gratitude. So incredible things you're doing. So how can we use this type of type of tool, let's say, um, for, for business growth and creating the life that we want. Absolutely. So in the same way that it's really beneficial and helpful for something like fertility and everybody's journey is different, but a big part for a lot of women who want to get pregnant and are having difficulty with it is the fear of not getting pregnant perpetuates the inability to get pregnant, right? Same thing with insomnia, the fear of not being able to sleep perpetuates the inability to sleep. And that's not hundred percent of the story. And that's not what happens every time, but that is very, very prevalent. Um, and so one of the things that limits our ability to grow in the business world is limiting beliefs about our potential, limiting beliefs about how we show up in the workplace, limiting beliefs around money are huge. And then just overall lack of confidence, you know, in general, I'm, we're speaking primarily to women in your audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. All women. Mm-hmm. So all women, right. We are trained to be You're a dude right now. <laughs> I mean, they can listen, but just don't show me your face. Yeah. <laughs> we are trained to be insecure from the time that we're little girls, you know, whereas boys are, and again, huge, big generalities. And, and our generation is, is, I definitely think making concerted effort to change things. But in general, back in the day, I mean, my brother was handed a football and said, go outside and, you know, run into people and scream and yell and shout and be ladylike is what I was told, you know, sit down, wear your dress, be ladylike, be quiet. Don't be so loud. Don't be so loud. Don't be so loud. And my brother ends up being this, you know, emotional artist. And here I am, you know, building this huge, big business. And all of these things live in our subconscious and we can only access the subconscious directly by getting into theta. You can't access the subconscious through beta. So, I mean, I know that sounds so broad and it sounds like how can one thing that helps with fertility help with overcoming limiting money beliefs, but it's not so much about the topic as it is about the mechanism, right? The mechanism is you access your subconscious and your subconscious is what houses all of your beliefs about yourself and your place in the world, all of your emotional responses to the world around you. So whether you respond with stress or calm or peace or laughter or anger, That's all in your subconscious, right? And all of your habits are stored in your subconscious. So as long as you can access your subconscious, you can impact any of those things. Um, And that's what hypnosis does, is it gets you into theta without you needing to do it yourself. And the difference, because this is a question that comes up a lot, people are like, well, I listened to meditation recordings and I've listened to hypnosis recordings and it seems like there's a lot of similarities. What's the difference? And that's why I call it meditation with a goal. Even though there are meditation recordings that seem goal oriented, a hypnotherapist is trained and certified to interact with your subconscious in an 
expert manner. We know how your subconscious was formed. We know how to weed out what's not helpful. We know how to upgrade what is, and we know what specific language to use. I'll give a very basic example. Um, the subconscious doesn't register negation. It doesn't hear no or not. So if somebody who is really sweet and really loving and has the best intentions wants to throw a free meditation recording up on YouTube, and it says, you know, you will never eat cookies again. When you're listening to that from the theta state, your subconscious hears you will eat cookies again. So did that make your life worse? No, but if you're not seeing results, that's why. And so we hear all the time people who are, and this isn't to say that those apps aren't wonderful, they're wonderful, but people who go, I've been listening to Calm every single day of my life for three years. I've been listening to Headspace. I've been listening to Insight Timer. And then they test our app, the hypnosis app, wow. and they all switch. And they're just like, I'm seeing results way faster that I felt better listening to those apps. But with your app, my life is changing. I am seeing results. And so that's the difference between meditation, which is awesome, and hypnosis, which is very targeted about results. Is that like NLP type techniques in there? Or is it just a totally different type of thing with hypnosis? Yeah. So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming, and we definitely get a foundational understanding of how to use language when you speak to the subconscious. But hypnotherapy and NLP, they're, they're different modalities. modalities yeah. mm -hmm. Yep. And you don't necessarily need NLP for hypnosis to be effective. Um, yeah. So I created my own methodology called the GRACE method, and it's what all of our hypnotherapists are trained in. And that's what we do. And we just do it because it gets results that people feel better. They overcome stuff that they don't need to suffer with anymore. I'm motivated to, to re-up this and start again because I've kind of lost it. And it's so silly because it's so easy. You have to listen, you know, and like if you're going to get one of your coaches, I mean, you got to show up to a coaching call and get hypnosis. Like it sounds like like there's a lot of things in life to grow your business or, or in business and in life, you know, that that are difficult and things like I'm constantly telling my clients you need to stretch outside your comfort zone. Like if you're not willing to stretch outside your comfort zone, you're not going to get what you want. And it's hard. It's really hard for them because I'm asking them to do things that are scary, that are uncomfortable, that are, you know, they're, they're, they fear, like, you know, they have all these, these limiting beliefs about it and all this stuff. And it's like, if you want it enough kind of thing, it's like this motivational thing, like you'll, you'll do it. Cause then you'll get it. But I'm like, man, we just got to hypnotize all my clients because there's some that do extremely well, very fast because they're maybe not as scared or they're more willing to step outside their comfort zone. There's some, it takes a little bit longer because, you know, or they, or they drop off the face of the earth because they're so scared. They stop showing up, you know? And it's like, if I can just get them to show up and do what I tell them to do, they'll get results. But then some people start to freak out. So I mean, maybe I should just require the hypnosis. So it only works if you want the result. It's not mind control. So right, those people they, who are going to disappear, they'll still disappear. No, but they do though. That that's the thing. It's like they want the result and they're committed to getting the result. Like I do think they do, yeah. but it, it's just it's it's those limiting beliefs. It's the unconscious mind that's like tricking us, right? That's holding us totally. back from getting what we want. So I actually yeah. do feel like that would be super helpful. So if you think about um, real quick, an iceberg, the Freudian visualization of the conscious mind versus the subconscious mind is an iceberg. Our conscious mind is 10%, the tiny bit we see above the waterline. The subconscious is the 90% below the waterline, the thing that sank the Titanic, right? So our willpower is part of the conscious mind. So even if our willpower is 100% maxed out, it loses every single time to the subconscious. 
without fail. So you're absolutely right. You know, if somebody starts the program, but they've got subconscious limiting beliefs that will eventually cause self-sabotage and take them out of the program. But if they really want the result and they're able to nip that in the bud early enough on, the completion rates will skyrocket. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is going to be a new part of my program. Seriously. Like yeah. I'm asking. a lot of people hire us. They white yeah. label our hypnotherapist to be a part of their coaching program for this. Exact we should talk about that. So, um, but before we do, before we do, we can do that offline, but I mean, not offline in the theta state, but offline <laughs> or not offline. In the theta is still online. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I was just trying to be quick and witty. Um, it serves me right. So going back to your story, like, did you actually like now being in the top 5,000 ink, ink 5,000 or whatever fortune 5,000, that's what it is. Um, like, did you get there by hypnotizing yourself? Like, is it that like you can pinpoint like that you really consciously went into this, that I'm going to, you know, have this as my kind of everyday, I'm sure you do it. Obviously this is what you do. This is how you live, but how did you use this yourself to get to that point? And did you have challenges or what challenges did you have along the way where you can really say, well, I almost lost it or I was going the right direction, but then I got, you know, sunk down, but then I got back into hypnosis or, you know what I mean? Like that really made a difference. Can you pinpoint those moments? Yep. So real brief timeline. I used it to quit smoking when I was 24. Couldn't believe how powerful it was. Couldn't believe how good it felt. Couldn't believe it was nothing like what Hollywood and stage shows depicted. So immediately said, this seems like a human rights issue. Why does anybody have lung cancer? Why does anybody have emphysema? And the wheels started turning. I then used it to overcome lifelong, lifelong debilitating fear of public speaking. That took 10 sessions. I quit smoking in one overcame the fear of public speaking. You getting hypnotized or getting hypnosis. I don't even like to say hypnotized because like you said, I don't even think of hypnosis anymore as like the TV version because I've done it. But when I think hypnotized, then I think of the, you know, look at my watch, you are getting sleepy, right? Okay, that's what I wanted to These were the two times I was at night. And when they both worked, then I got a certification because I wanted to understand the subconscious. So fast forward to being CEO and founder of the number one hypnotherapy business in the world. What did I have to do to get there? So- I am naturally very, very driven. I'm naturally very, very competitive. I'm naturally an entrepreneur. I used to create lanyards when I was like eight. They teach you that at camp and park at the top of my staircase with my lanyard store and no one in my house could get past me without buying stuff. Like I was a saleswoman the moment I was born. And so The actual most difficult thing about building this business was because people hear my voice on the app and they watch me teach hypnotherapy. And in those places, my voice is the sound of their feeling better, right? Like their stress and anxiety are melting away because of my voice, not me as a person, this recording, right? Right, right. And so when people come to work at the company, they expect a saint, They expect a docile, calm, completely relaxed person who's going to say, how are you feeling today? And, you know, don't worry about getting that done. (laughs) And should we all just stop and do three hours of yoga instead of where are the deliverables? And I mean, that makes sense, right? Hypnosis is misunderstood for us to build a business that we have completely bootstrapped with no outside investment whatsoever is against all odds. It takes a lot to do that. Um, so not just hypnosis. Yeah, but I had to use hypnosis to not think I was the world's worst human because a lot of the first people we hired reflected that back to me because they expected Mother Teresa 
and they got, you know, whatever I am, uh, which is not that, you know, I, I care about people and I, I want people to stop suffering needlessly. And I want to make hypnosis mainstream, but you don't make hypnosis mainstream unless you reach millions of people and you don't reach millions of people unless you have a phenomenally successive and aggressive business plan, which is what I expect of everybody and myself. So I had to do a lot of hypnosis to be like, I'm still a good person, even though I'm me, <laughs> even though I'm not the sweet, you know, I, well, I'm sweet. I just am tough, you know? So I had to do a lot of hypnosis around that. And even though I have this personality, I am also incredibly sensitive to criticism on, you know, mean comments online. So I'm, for, for anybody who's a little bit woo listening, this might put it into perspective. I'm a Pisces sun with a Leo moon and a Leo rising. So I'm like, hand me the microphone. I'm the boss, but don't hurt my feelings. So I had to do a lot of hypnosis to overcome fear of being seen and all the mean comments that can happen on social media, not just from, you know, regular mean stuff, but also because people will be like, but hypnosis is the devil. And I'm like, oh, you got me. I wake up all day, every day to serve Satan. Like, hey, we're just trying to get to your subconscious me. so we can bring out hell on earth, bring hell on earth. Exactly. So I, I it definitely can relate to that a lot. Um, I don't think anyone sees me as Mother Teresa, so I don't have that problem. But because um, I'm pretty, I'm kind of, I am who I am no matter where I am kind of thing. But at the same time, like when I'm on, like if I'm on stage, if I'm, I'm coaching, you know, it's like yesterday, um, I, we just had a four day event actually here in, in Tampa. And I, I mean, it was here, we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday and it ended on Sunday afternoon, you know, and I, I haven't rested and here at Monday and Tuesday, my kids, I have young kids, like you have young kids and it's just like, life doesn't stop for you to rest, you know? And I know I need to take that time on my own, another, another plug for self-care, um, but yesterday I had a call with the women who were at my four day event, because it just so happened. Like we have our call, like Tuesdays, the, the Tuesday after the event. And I got on and I was like, ladies, just to be real with you, I'm a little tired. You know, I'm not sure. Like, you know, if I don't get everything like right on the mark, like forgive me kind of thing. And then the second, like I started going, it was like energy, you know, burst of energy completely on, totally got, you know, like giving them exactly what to do. And like, I was like, Oh, it came back. Cool. But it's like the way I was feeling was very down. And then it just came back. Cause that's where I come alive. I come alive on stage. I come alive. And I, I almost feel like I'm, I'm louder on this podcast because then we, when we first started, because I, I came alive because we, we hit record and it's not to perform, but I am a performer, but it's that I just, this is where I thrive. Right. And so, you know, I, I tell some people who come on my team, like, you know, I also get grumpy and like, I'm going to just similar, like I'm going to expect a lot out of you because same, like I'm very loving, I'm very accepting, but I also hold not just my team, but my clients to a very high standard, you know? And so I get that. And then my COO who gets, you know, talks to me every day, sees the good and the bad and all, all that stuff. It's like, you know, sometimes I'm just negative and I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing because I don't set, like, I tell my clients, don't be like that. Focus on, you know, what you want and what you don't want. And then we all go through those patterns of like, being a human and focusing on the crap and the things. And you sometimes just want to complain, you know, it's like, we're still human, but the great thing about, I think what we do is that we have to kind of rise above all that in order to serve others. And that's what holds me to a higher standard too, because it's not that I'm faking it when, when the camera comes on, it's just that I'm not thinking about me and my shit. I'm thinking about who's listening and what they need to hear. And so it's like that focus is someone else. 
Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I, I remind people all the time. I love hypnosis because I desperately needed it. I was not born some enlightened guru who's sharing this tool with the world from my enlightened place on top of a cloud. I was a very messed up individual with a lot of challenges and, and hypnosis helped me through them. And then I figured it's a travesty that people don't understand what this is and that they can do it themselves. And so I made it my mission to do that. So I would say that's really difficult. But in general, for women, especially who work in financial services, a big, 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 big thing that happens at the subconscious level for many people, not everybody, but like a huge number, is they were raised to hate rich people. Their parents rolled their eyes. You know, it's like if somebody cuts you off in traffic and they're a beat up Ford, you're annoyed that they cut you off. But if a Corvette cuts you off, you're real mad, right? And so just little subtle things like that. Um, and if you hate someone or something, or you think that billionaires are evil because they inherently have too much and therefore they're causing suffering in the world, it's not that that's necessarily inaccurate, right? I mean, everybody's able to have their own worldview and that's not what I'm here to discuss. But if you hate people who have money, your subconscious will stop you from making more money because your subconscious will not let you become someone you hate. Exactly. Yeah. And that's separate from all the self-loathing we have to unpack and heal at a subconscious level. But if, if you are like, I hate people who wear pink, I hate them. I hate them. They're evil. I hate them. Your subconscious won't let you go out and create a wardrobe full of pink. It's the same thing with money. And so that tends to be something that's very common with, with women who want to excel in the workplace, whether they're entrepreneurs or whether they're an employee at a corporation and they want to work their way up. If they intrinsically have a subconscious belief that rich people are bad, they're going to sabotage their ability to increase their income. And that's a great place to start with hypnosis, reframing those beliefs. That's awesome. And it can be super subtle. Like I know sometimes I ask people how much money they want to make. And they're like, well, you know, right now, like sometimes they're dumbing it down because they're like, I want to make enough. So I have all of these things that I need, which could include first class, you know, flying first class, which like, if I got to that level, but I don't really need much more than that. Like, I just want to be able to pay and I just want to be comfortable. And I like they start dumbing it down. Like, God forbid I get more than I need. And usually it's not including first class, but like more than I need, because then I'm going to be one of these rich people who are greedy and all the, all the negative things that go with it. Yeah. So I, I see that for sure. Uh, a lot of the clients I have are completely delusional Dan's as I call them. That's one of my money types. And like, they just want like to go, they made 20 grand last year and want to make 250 this year. And it's going to be easy They're You know, what are you going to do differently? Ah, hope and pray. I don't know. But, um, but a lot of them too, are just like, okay, I just want to be comfortable, like different, different types of money types. Well, before we head off, like, is there anything else you want to add? And then we'll tell them how to find you and get your app and all that stuff. Definitely. Yeah. So whatever it is that, you know, you have challenges with that you have not been able to tackle on your own, it likely is because it's got a subconscious root, right? If you could have handled it with your conscious mind and some willpower, you would have done it already. So if it's got a subconscious root, make a list for yourself of all the things that are bothering you, personal, professional, health and wellness wise, all the things, and then put from one to 10, well, zero would be nothing. So doesn't necessarily need to be on your list, right? 10 being it's causing you acute pain and suffering every single day of your waking life. So, you know, someone might say if they're binge eating, it's a 10, right? And you're going to give every single one of these things a number, a numeric value, sort by the highest number down 
And that's what you do with hypnosis. So everybody goes, where to start? I've got a hundred thousand problems with the subconscious. I, where do I start? You start with the things that are causing you the greatest amount of acute pain and suffering. Because remember, hypnosis is not mind control, right? And I always say, if hypnosis were mind control, people would just bring me their spouse and a checklist and I'd have more money than Elon Musk, right? I can't even make someone pick their socks up off the floor if they don't want to. You have to want the result. So if zero is you don't want it at all, 10 is you want it more than anything, hypnosis becomes effective at seven. So that's why starting with the things that are causing the most amount of pain and working your way down is the most effective way to get the most out of hypnosis. Um, And the great thing is, by the time you've knocked out, you know, the first six things on your list, the bottom six tend to leave with it because they have subconscious ties that we're not aware of, right? So just a simple example, when your stress level goes down, insomnia sometimes and oftentimes alleviates itself before you even get to working on it because it was the stress that was, right, causing the insomnia. So like 30 minutes for you to like do hypnosis on me right now and we can we can show it. But um, it's interesting because you're talking, I mean, it's typical. We want to get rid of the thing that causes pain first, because we'll do more to avoid pain than to get what we want. But when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, it's hard for me to find it. I'm like, what is really painful for me right now? Cause I'm kind of an opportunist, you know, I'm like thinking of all the things I want and I'm like, okay, I know what I want. I know, you know, it's kind of in that, that mindset of growing, growing, growing and all that and helping people and all this stuff. But I'm like, what's actually not getting there could cause me a little bit of pain, but it's not super painful. Right. And so, yeah. Well, there there are a lot of people in the world who are going through a tremendous amount of acute pain and suffering. And so then that's that's easy. But for those of us who've been doing a lot of personal development for a long time, it might not sound so dramatic, but it could be something along the lines of. I know that instead of making 10 sales calls a day, I could be making 100 and it's only fear and procrastination and making up lame excuses that are keeping me from just plowing forward at mock speed. I absolutely could be the number one person on my team. There's no reason for me not to be. And when you actually start to allow your thoughts to go there, you're like, well, maybe that's out of four. And then you're like, no, I really could be number one. Why am I not number one? It's like, maybe this is a six, maybe this is an eight, you know? And so you just start thinking about what you don't have that you know is possible is another way of getting there and really feeling into it. And as long as it's a seven or above hypnosis will be effective in helping you get there. I love this stuff. I am totally going to hypnotize myself like all day and all night. (laughs) And I will just say again, my favorite thing about it is like, it's effortless. Like it's pretty much effortless. Like if you have the desire, you have, you want to avoid the pain. It's like, cool. How, I mean, how, how, if I wanted to get rid of some problem right now, like a lot of people want to lose weight and I even, you know, still, I'm carrying a little bit of extra weight from, we can call it the baby, but I think it's more like bread, but um, <laughs> baby bread, miniature. No, I don't need a lot of bread, but eating more than I need to, but like that extra. So is it 15 minutes a day? Is it half an hour a day? Is it, you know, like how often, and, and I got to stop asking questions. So people, this doesn't go so long, but I'm just so interested in this. It's like really hard for me to shut up. So tell me that one last thing, how much time does it take per day so they can fit it into their schedule? And and no one can bullshit around this because I did 75 hard and we had to do 42, 45 minute workouts a day. So, and I was waking up at 5 a.m. after that, like for for an hour a day. So like, there's always time, there's always time, but how much time does it take every day? I'll give you two ways of thinking about it and I'll go really, really fast. So the first thing is if you think of your brain like a jungle and you want to create a new neural pathway, step one is you take out a machete and you start hacking through the forest, right? If you don't come back and walk down that new neural pathway a lot, 
the jungle is going to immediately close back in. Meaning if your jungly brain is stress and anxiety and you're creating a path of peace, stress and anxiety will come right back in without repetition. But if in the next day you hack out more and you double the width of the road and the next day you come back with tar and you make an actual road and the next day you add more, pretty soon you have a 16 lane highway of peace going through your brain, stress and anxiety can't get back in. So you are actually rewiring your brain. You are really truly extending new dendrites out of your neurons and creating new neural pathways. So the more repetition, the better. That's what it is, it's conditioning. That having been said, a study found that 100 sessions of talk therapy resulted in an average of 33% improvement. So 600 sessions of talk therapy for 33% improvement. That's 10 years for 33% improvement. That's the beta brainwave state. Same study found six sessions of hypnotherapy resulted in 93% improvement. So a recording, which is generic, is going to take more than that. Got it, got it. But it's still unbelievably rapid versus doing anything a beta. But if you're with a hypnotherapist, like one of our Grace Method hypno coaches, on average, six sessions to see 93% improvement. Obviously, if someone's looking to lose 100 pounds, that's awesome and admirable and will not happen in six weeks. There's no way physiologically that could ever occur. It could cut off a limb or two. Yeah. That can happen. Right. Very much not, not comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so things like overcoming fear of flying, think of an average of six. For some people, it'll be 10. For some people, it'll be two. Um, but for things like weight loss, and there's others too, plan on a longer period of time. But regardless, no matter what you're working on, it's not 600 sessions and it's not 10 years. It's incredibly rapid. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. I'm really motivated to just listen and do it. Okay. Where, do, how do they get, find you if they want those sessions or your team rather? Um, and then how do they get the app? I'm sure it's pretty easy. Tell it them where is. to find you. So getgrace.com for everything. Getgrace.com for the app, getgrace.com for the private sessions, getgrace.com if you want to become a certified hypnotherapist and add this to your financial services company, because everybody needs it. There's yeah. 8 billion humans on earth who need to clean up their subconscious oh programming. So get great outside business activity. They could totally do that. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I have a million other questions. We might have to bring you on another time, but we will say goodbye for now. So I don't kill everybody. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. I actually have the link for the tag challenge, the appointment generator challenge. So instead you can just go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register right now so that you can get five quality appointments in just five days. Now, this is not around, you know, you having to talk to friends and family and get all awkward. This is not about you having to spend marketing dollars online or create a whole funnel. This is going to be easy. It's simple. It happens in five days. If I can get you five quality appointments in five days, then you know that you can have the best year of your life because you just need to get in front of more of the right people. We will walk through it together as we do it. So do not miss this. And if you can, if you're smart, do VIP, spend a few extra bucks and you can actually spend time with me on Zoom where I can connect with you, get to know you and really help you get those quality appointments so that you can grow your business. And um, go ahead again, register at femalefinancialadvisors.com. You'll find it all there. It's happening, coming up very, very soon. So make sure to register, claim your spot, get in on this, get excited about it, block your calendar because you need to spend about an hour to an hour and a half uh, a day with me on the Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that you can get these results and it does work. The most appointments I think we got in those five days 
Uh, someone, I think it was Dana, got 33 appointments. So you can be my best student and go well beyond the five quality appointments. Go to 10, go to 15, go to 20, and set your, yourself up for the best year ever. Can't wait to see you at the Tag Challenge. See you there. Thank you again for listening to Grow Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.